0: Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have another devotion in our Reason for Hope series, our Apologetics series. This week's devotions are addressing the problem of evil. The number one reason people give for leaving the Christian faith behind is they face suffering. Truth be told, suffering is not a disproof of scripture, but it's actually 100% consistent with what we ought to expect when we have a biblical worldview. Those who would adopt a faith in Christ, at least a nominal Christianity, and then face suffering and then fall away, are actually accounted for as well within Jesus' parable of the sower. They spring up and everything looks really good at first. Perhaps it's charged with emotionalism. Or they fell prey to prosperity teaching that told them only good things would happen. And then the heat comes out and scorches what has grown. And you see an enactment of what is described in Hebrews 6. I do not believe you can lose your salvation. I believe as we studied in our curriculum just a couple of weeks ago, that God gives us the Holy Spirit as a down payment guaranteeing what is to come. God does not guarantee and then revoke. A revoked guarantee was never a guarantee. A down payment under false pretense was a lie. God gives us the Holy Spirit as a down payment guaranteeing what is to come. So if somebody professes faith in Christ and then they fall away, they were never saved to begin with. Like 1 John says, they're going out from us proves that they never really were among us. So Christians who would leave the Christian faith behind, referring to suffering, are just demonstrating, and I must say this gently and with full respect, ignorance of the Bible. Because when we read our Bibles, like we've seen in 1 Peter, like we saw in Romans 8, like you're going to see today, you ought to expect suffering. Expect to encounter evil. Here's James chapter 1, verse 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes dispersed abroad, greetings. Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. This passage tells us to find joy even in the midst of suffering. It doesn't mean you put on a happy face or pretend like, ah this is great. I was in a car wreck and found out I have cancer. I'm so happy. Like, it's not what this text is saying. You don't have to put on a happy face and pretend like suffering is awesome. Rather, you find joy in the perseverance. You find joy in what your sufferings produce. When my family and I went through some pain and some difficulty and departure from our previous church ministry. I came under criticism uh, for going right back to work, right back into ministry and, and planting another church right away. The truth is that I find joy in what God has produced since that suffering. I look at the people who've been baptized at the Redemption Church and the Christians who have evangelized for the first time at the Redemption Church. And I I look at everything that's happened with Jesse Campbell Ministries and the churches that are equipped and testimonies that come from them as they use the stuff that we're writing now that we weren't before. I find purpose in that past suffering. It was a year ago, but now look at what God has done. I find joy in what God produced through that suffering. Now, what might God produce through your suffering? Suffering produces perseverance so that you and I can be made mature and complete, not liking anything. You can't take down a Christian who shows grit and perseverance in the midst of trial. So when you, in practicing apologetics, come upon this very common critique uh, of the problem of evil, you can share with them not only what we've already covered in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 11, and also we looked at yesterday in Romans chapter 8, but this passage as well in James chapter 1. Keep scripture central to your apologetics, because we're not just making creationists of all nations. We're not just making deists of all nations, okay? Hell is full of creationists. Hell is full of deists. It's not enough just to believe that God created even the demons believe that God created, and they shudder. James is gonna go on to write that in this very epistle. It's not enough just to believe that God created the universe. There's only one way we're saved. Say it with me. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So keep scripture central, because here you make disciples of Jesus Christ. This is one of many answers that you can give to the supposed problem of evil within Christianity and it actually produces incredible hope, doesn't it? I've never seen God accomplish such beautiful things through my life and ministry as he has through my past sufferings. I never saw so many people come to Christ as I did after my son died. I've never seen God cause my family to go through pain that did not then lead to growth. We bear more and more fruit every time we suffer. What might God accomplish through your present sufferings, and then share this hope, this outlook of optimism for the eternality and the significance of what God can do through our sufferings with those who have no such framework by which to interpret their sufferings. Evil is not a problem at all for Christianity. Evil is accounted for and explained and conquered, as we're gonna look at in our next two devotions, from the word of God. This is hope, man. You go share this reason for hope with someone today. Get up, run, go, speed. You have my permission, sort of. It doesn't really hold water, but go.